it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. And here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcast from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not sending all your tax dollars to Ukraine. So check this out. Biden gives a big primetime address last night about the need to protect Israel, which, of course, ends with an announcement that he's sending $60 billion to Ukraine. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Uh, Looks like that influence-peddling scheme they were running through Hunter uh, is reaping phenomenal dividends for the people of Ukraine. Hunter's a dirtbag. But I don't actually have an answer on that. We're going to try to find one on a busy Friday episode of the show, Joe Conscious here, multimedia reporter. Uh, We're also going to talk with North Carolina Congressman Greg Murphy and figure out if we will have a Speaker of the House between now and Easter Sunday. And Lincoln Fela, it's Friday. Uh, my son will stop by to preview this week's high school betting picks uh, in high school football because that's the kind of class operation we're running here. Uh, 888-788-9910 if you want a part of the show today. Big Friday, and you know the rules. You could be a Republican, you could be a Democrat, Libertarian, Independent. The only thing we ever ask is that you don't be a... There it is. Happy Friday. And uh, we are just going to do it to it. Hit the ground running today, as they say, because the cha- I'm fired up. I'm peppy. I just had a sip of caffeine. I don't get out a lot. I'm a married guy with a kid. Yeah, I'm either on, on TV or I'm on a couch. That's pretty much the way my life works these days, or I'm on the road doing comedy, but that's about it. Uh, but today is Friday, and I am in a pretty peppy mood, and I want to get to the Biden speech. But long story short, if you didn't catch it, basically he got on TV Read the stage direction a few times by accident from the teleprompter. That was embarrassing. <laughs> Wasn't good. Uh, called the whole country racist. You're either an anti-Semite or an Islamophobe. And then, of course, it ended with him saying, what? He's sending $60 billion to Ukraine. That is financial lunacy. Just so you understand. Okay. This was a speech about protecting Israel. Okay, the speech about protecting Israel culminated with Israel getting $14 billion and Ukraine getting another $60 billion. Are you the big man, Joe? I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> I don't have proof of that, but they must have something on the Bidens. I mean, that's outrageous. And he tried to demonstrate some type of equivalency between what Putin was doing and what they're doing in Hamas. But I got to be honest, if you watch the speech and that was the goal, you got to do better than that. Understand that Putin is trying to put the old Soviet Union back together. And it is a war of aggression, as they say. And we do not support Vladimir Putin. But he's trying to annex territory that was formerly his. Hamas is trying to exterminate an entire race of people. And they're willing to behead babies in order to do it. So tying one into the other is really just him trying to leverage his true agenda at the expense of the Israeli people. Okay, which is exactly what he does whenever some tragedy befalls the United States. Oh, you guys had a wildfire in Maui? 
Uh, climate change. It had to be cli- had to be climate. You guys had a hurricane coming to far- climate change. Had to be climate change. Without even knowing the facts, they just get in there and try to leverage their agenda. This is politics as usual. Of course it is. But on Israel night, where the president gives just the second primetime address of his presidency from the Oval Office, he's given one other primetime address. This one is supposed to underscore the urgency of the situation in Israel, and it ends with him sending another sixty billion to Ukraine. Lo and behold. Okay, we've been told all week that on the international stage, okay, America is looked at like a bunch of wussies who are just sending money all over the world, arming both sides of every conflict, which we are very well doing. Our energy policy is getting Putin rich beyond all believable bounds because the price of his oil has gotten that much better. The money we've given to Iran, $6 billion, has made them infinitely richer, never mind that the oil sanctions and the fact that we stopped Okay, the level of domestic energy production that was making us energy independent and actually crippling the Iranian regime in terms of its financial wherewithal, that's gone. And Iran has gone from $4 billion in reserves to $70 billion in reserves. So every one of these conflicts he spoke about last night, okay, make no mistake about it, he is enriching both sides of the conflict. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. Okay, we're sending $100 million to Palestine in humanitarian aid, and we're not getting back any of our hostages. Have you ever heard of anything like that in your life? Hey, Palestine, you're sitting on 15, 20 Americans, as many as 230 from some of the reports. Here's $100 million to not give them back. Well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. How are they getting a penny if we're not getting them back? That's insane. And then you realize the reason we're not getting them back is because Biden sent $6 billion to Iran to trade them five of our hostages for five of theirs back in September. That's stupid. Use your common sense. It is stupid, but it's also the going rate to get back hostages. But no stampede of stupidity. And we'll get to the speech. I'm not even playing you the speech. This isn't even the speech part of the show. okay? because this needs to be acknowledged first because I lost my monkey mind sitting on the couch this morning in my house. You know, I open up my computer four or five in the morning if I'm not here at Fox, and I just start reading the news. You got to read. You got to know what's going on. You want to prepare for the show. I know the show doesn't sound prepared, but on some level, I'm not kidding. Like, we actually prepare this show every day. Come on. Don't bullshit me. We do. I'm not. I'm, we do. Okay, but anyway, as I'm sitting there reading this morning, I get caught up on this story about how the White House Instagram account Okay, the White House Instagram account yesterday posted a picture of Biden surrounded by multiple members of our elite Delta Force. Now, why is that significant? Because these Delta Force identities are not supposed to be known to the world. These guys, for all intents and purposes, are a secret. They are undercover. Their names and identities are not known. Until the White House Instagram account posts a picture showing all of their faces. Okay, people immediately, immediately recognize what this is based on the markings on the uniforms. Okay, and go, oh my God, the White House just doxed members of the Delta Force. Now, this, in theory, is the dumbest thing you've ever heard in your life. But it's not because it gets dumber, okay? Rather than just deleting the picture, you understand, 
just don't even acknowledge it, don't give the story any more visibility or life than it already has, the White House deletes the picture. So far, so good. But then they turn around and post an apology for doxing the members of the Delta Force, which confirms exactly who they were. No, God, no, God, please, no, no, no. When you talk about weapons grade stupidity, okay, you posted a picture. You weren't supposed to post it. You doxed these guys. You exposed these guys, which could get them killed, which could get other units in the field killed. Okay, understand, it is a disaster. You delete the picture, you never talk about it again. It's like Fight Club. First rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. Do not talk about Instagram Club. You delete the photo, you make it go away. You don't post an apology after you delete it going earlier today. We accidentally posted a picture of our Delta Force in Washington, D.C. That's what the account said. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. I mean, it's it's dumber than that. It really is. Think about it. Okay, you dox them, then you confirm that you dox them. So anybody who might wish them harm now has official White House confirmation that, oh, yeah, no, those are exactly who those guys are. You know, like one of the things you hear me talk about once in a while, it, I'm in a different place in my life now where if I'm walking down the street and people are like, hey, you Jimmy Fallon, I can actually be like, yes, because I know they like me and they watch TV and they want to take a picture of something. Five years ago, when I was like a cab driver doing comedy, people are like, hey, you Jimmy Fallon. I'm like, no, I'm uh, Jeffrey Epstein. I don't know this Fallon guy. What, are you kidding me? And I just run for my life. Okay, I had a gambling problem. I owed people money. I come, you know, come from a different ilk. You know what I'm saying? I'm living in a different place now. But the point is, when it comes to the Delta Force, if someone says, hey, are you the Delta Force? They can never, ever, ever under any circumstance actually say, yeah, that's us. Okay, but the White House said, yeah, that's them. Country is being destroyed by stupid people, by very stupid people. Guys, they're so stupid. Okay, and I can kind of laugh about this as a coping mechanism, but it's a level of stupidity that's become a threat to us and the people who put on the uniform to protect us. They're very stupid people. Like, I grew up in a time, it was the Reagan administration, Levittown, everybody fought in World War II. It was a community built for GIs returning home from the war. They bought houses on the GI Bill. Drank a lot of cheap beer, built a lot of above-ground pools. We got beat as kids, but we behaved better. Hey, girl. Uh, we rode a lot of bicycles, you know, the whole play till the street lights come on thing. I don't know anyone who had a better childhood than I did. But I think one of the things that made it so great is I was blissfully ignorant to just how incompetent the people running the show were. Okay, in the 80s, I really well believed that I'm like, wow, the people who run Washington, D.C., these are some of the sharpest human beings that have ever lived. Wrong. Well, they might have been in the 80s, uh, but it certainly went down in the 90s uh, because George H.W. Bush left town and was replaced by a guy who took his eye off the ball from time to time (laughs) and put it on other balls, if you will. I believe that together we can make America great again. (laughs) But the point is, okay, as someone who covers this for a living every day, like my face hurts. Do you remember the first time you had a shot of whiskey and your cheeks spasmed out because you were just getting some weird muscular reaction to the taste hitting your mouth and your taste buds weren't evolved enough for the harshness of whiskey maybe or a bourbon or something like that? Okay, that's the experience I have when I'm reading the news at 4 or 5 in the morning to start my writing. 
Like, I start reading these stories, and they're so stupid, my face freaks out on me. I'm like, what is the – am I stroking out? Am I Mitch McConnell? What is happening? My Jim Fetterman? I mean, and I wish them no ill will. But as I'm sitting there reacting to the speech last night, okay, it's bad enough that we're sending everybody money, okay, or at least a lot more money than Israel. Israel's getting $14 billion. We're supposed to send $60 billion to Ukraine. $60 billion. Hey, guys, Israel's under attack, so we got to send – we got to send Ukraine $60 billion. What the hell did you just say? I think we all had the same reaction. And if you're an American hostage and you didn't hear a word, okay, about using any of that money to leverage your safe return, I don't know how you could feel confident in this leadership. But as you watch that play out, you then come to learn that Biden's speech put so much fear in the world that they actually attacked our military base in Iraq while he was giving the frickin' speech. Do you understand? That's how much fear he put in the world last night. Okay, they put a guy on TV who read the stage direction and muttered through the teleprompter, and while he was speaking and putting the world on notice, our troops were getting attacked because they don't actually respect the country anymore, and it's really hard for them to do it When you're watching all of this money get thrown all over the globe, where we're supporting both sides of every conflict on the globe, and along the way we're doxing our own Delta forces on Instagram because they wanted to get Biden some photo likes. I mean, seriously, our members of our elite Delta force are doxed and known to the world because they wanted to get Biden some likes. That's what happened. That is balderdash and hogwash and mm mm-hmm. But it's also why the world is about to get a lot more chaotic before it calms down. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. The show that's crashing the establishment party. I don't recall seeing your name on the guest list. Nothing to be embarrassed about. I sometimes go by my maiden name. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts. There it is. It is Friday. The greatest country in the world. We're not playing championship ball at the moment. I, I Man, boy, oh man. I'm a real easy guy. Most of the days you turn on this show and you assume I'm not the real host. You're like, some drunk blo- broke into the studio. This can't be the host of Fox Across America, all over the country, all around the world. This is the guy? And that's kind of my energy. That's kind of my vibe. You know, I'm just a regular dude. But, uh... The levels of stupidity are so staggering in this moment. Let me, I'm going to play you a clip, okay? Last night, John Finer, okay? It's not a known name to you, not even a known name to me. John Finer, who he is, is he's a deputy NSA guy, deputy NSA, okay, national security advisor, deputy national security advisor. He goes on CNN. CNN is the worst. Maybe so, okay? But the first question he's asked, and give them credit for asking it, is how do we know? All of this money that Biden is sending to Palestine won't just go to Hamas. Okay, his answer is 
Well, there's an understanding we have with Hamas that this is for food and other stuff. Are you stupid or something? Apparently he is. Listen to this back and forth. This is clip eight. How is the United States going to ensure that none of that ends up in the hands of Hamas? Uh, well, as you know, this was a primary focus of the president's diplomacy uh, yesterday, both uh, in Israel, uh, where he met uh, with the entire Israeli security establishment, but also uh, in his phone conversations with regional leaders, uh, including President al-Sisi of Egypt. Uh, getting assistance into Gaza is a complicated undertaking. It involves uh, essentially securing an understanding among uh, Hamas fighters uh, who control the checkpoints on the other side of the border, among uh, the government of Israel and among the government of Egypt. I mean, dude, it um, it involves an understanding of the Hamas fighters who control the checkpoints. So we're giving this to the Hamas fighters who control the checkpoints in and out of Gaza. And we're saying, hey, make sure this goes to the right people and not to the militia. And we're taking their word for it. This is a Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes? That's all, folks. Yo, for real, that's a thing. That is a deputy national security advisor. Those words were formed in his mouth. The sound came out of his face in front of a microphone on CNN. We are, we have an understanding with the Hamas fighters. You know the guys that beheaded the babies? No, we're trusting them. We're taking their word for it. You know the guys who chant death to America, who paraglided into a rave and killed and raped everybody there? No, clearly, these guys aren't going to lie to us. I mean, come on. Listen to the rest of this clip. It's stunningly stupid. Clip nine. It has to. But the question is, from what you just said, is the U.S. then essentially in a position where it has to take the word of Hamas? that it will not be taken. I mean, what other guarantee can there be? We believe there is an understanding now among all of the uh, players who control that crossing, the Rafah crossing in, in Egypt. That is totally absurd. You've got to be kidding me. I can't believe what I just saw. <laughs> I mean, dude. It really is ludicrous. I mean, really think about that. No, no, we've got an understanding. We've got an understanding. Like, even if that's what we're doing here, okay, why would you broadcast to the rest of the world that we're that stupid? Like this is when you talk about they always like say, well, this is a national security risk. Oh, the rhetoric, the interview you did on TV, it endangered the country. This endangers the country because people are really looking at us on the other side of the world. And like, oh, my God, did you know America's stupid, by the way? I didn't know America was stupid. Like, I had no, I had no idea America was stupid. No, they're stupid. No, no they're really stupid. Um, they know that now. We've confirmed that. That was a nationally security advisor, okay, flat out admitting we're handing the humanitarian aid to Hamas, but don't worry, Hamas won't end up with the humanitarian aid. I Listen, I can't add to that. My face hurts. We need to take a commercial break. Pray I recover. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There he is, your radio buddy. Might be the speaker of a house by the time this is over. Jim Jordan coming up short on the latest go-round, but we are being told that there's some horse trading going on as we speak. 
Matt Gates back in front of the microphones. I know that had to be tough for him. He just hates going on TV. Old Matt Gates. What a clown. But Matt Gates uh, just telling reporters a moment ago after the Jordan vote failed that four members of his eight-man mafia are willing to make a deal in order to get Jim Jordan over the top as speaker. They are willing to be removed from committees and get censured uh, in order to have Jordan go through as Speaker of the House. Now, Gates is trying to pull a slick one because he's just assuming that if Jordan becomes Speaker, he can appoint Gates right back to the committees and, you know, not keep his word, which Gates putting Jordan in a really bad spot by doing this. But it's essentially just a way for Gates to weaponize more media exposure and clout. This is the problem right now. Most of the people in Washington want to be influencers. They love this. They love the unrest. They love the chaos. But it's not a country over party worldview. It's not even a party over person worldview. Matt Gates is in the Matt Gates business. And yeah, he's going to say the swamp and everything else. But the truth is, okay, they have put the Republicans at such a major disadvantage, uh, both politically, but just from an operational standpoint, okay, they're at a disadvantage right now because what they've created is a fractured caucus in which nobody has the ability to whip the votes together. So you understand Jim Jordan's going to keep going. He very well could become the Speaker of the House, but he's not going to do so with the ability to get the entire caucus to vote as one, okay, the way the Democrats do on the left. They play team ball to pass their legislation. The Republicans don't do that. So we're in a really weird spot. The only thing they have going for them in terms of the politics of it all is obviously there's a lot more attention being paid to the war, and rightfully so. Uh, But there's going to come a day, you know, where the Republicans are going to have to come face to face with the voters in their districts that sent them to the House of Representatives with a majority and explain why they're not actually functioning as a majority, because the truth is they're not. And I don't get on the air every day to just bash the Democrats and get you mad. That's a lot of talk radio. It's not what we do here because I need the country to thrive in order for me to succeed. Okay, I am very much the beneficiary of the rising tide that lifts all boats called America. As you kneecap this country the way they have on the left, the way they're currently doing on the right, it becomes harder for myself, my own selfish interest to get by. I got a wife. I got a kid. I got a dog. I got a cat. Okay, I got a life just like you do. Just like everybody listening does. That's the point. And this collective greater good mentality does not exist in Washington right now. Thanks, big government weenuses. For real. And it is the big government weenuses that are the problem, though. And this is where the duality of the Gates situation becomes nuanced. Gates is a clown and he wants TV exposure and he wants reps. But what he's fighting for in theory is not wrong. Okay, continuing resolutions, the way we fund the government now, that is wrong. Okay, the way we handle the appropriations process, that is wrong. Voting on a 12,000-page bill that nobody's read, getting the bill six hours before the vote, that is wrong. Okay, those are things Jordan wants to, wants to end. Those are things he vows to end. So I do not begrudge Matt Gates for supporting those positions. But the way he's gone about doing this uh, is essentially he's just functioned as a political suicide bomber, knowing that instead of blowing up, he's just going to get media coverage, which he kind of likes. Okay, but the go forward on this for the Republicans right now in this moment is they are weakened. They are fractured. You'd like to think they will get Jordan over the top, but we don't have a promise that that's even going to happen. And when you start to hear things about a brokered government and a, you know, a split government and everything like that's not what people voted for. 
And I don't think any voter listening should just be like, well, the Republicans got my vote uh, because they haven't earned it. They don't deserve it. Okay, so we'll see how this plays out. We were told there's going to be possibly another vote. Uh, They're going to get back together at one o'clock Eastern time and figure this out. In the meantime, okay, we're going to try to make some sense of what the president said last night, because I got to tell you, man, Biden last night, whoo, better dose of B12 than the one they shot him up with on the plane. Uh, But again, there's one thing I keep coming back to here, okay, and it's Biden is flat out admitting, flat out admitting in the speech that Iran is bankrolling Hamas, okay? If you're willing to admit that Iran is bankrolling Hamas, then why are you giving Iran money? I think he's got a point. Yeah, and the point is these guys in Washington are a bunch of idiots, straight up. Here it is, clip two. The risk of conflict and chaos could spread in other parts of the world, in the Indo-Pacific, in the Middle East, especially in the Middle East. Iran is, is, is supporting Russia in Ukraine, and is supporting Hamas and other terrorist groups in the region, and will continue to hold them accountable, I might add. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. Yeah, think about this. Iran is supporting Russia and Ukraine, supporting Hamas, other terrorist groups. Then why did you send them $6 billion? Do you understand? Biden is such a disaster. Say, no, we're going to hold them accountable by sending them more money. You see, we sent them $6 billion. There's no holding them accountable. Our energy policy has enriched Iran. They had $4 billion worth of oil reserves when Trump left D.C. Do you know how many they have now? $70 billion. Do you know how many rockets you can buy for Hamas, especially because they're cheap rockets from North Korea that explode over hospitals halfway to their target? Okay, they're loaded right now. And when we start sending aid into Palestine, okay, under an agreement with Hamas that they won't keep it for themselves, they'll give it to other people. I mean, come on. That is so embarrassing. It is because it makes us look so stupid. But here's where you need to understand why Biden is saying 60 billion to Ukraine, why Biden is saying 14 billion to Israel. Okay, listen, I wholeheartedly support Israel, but I'd be lying to you, lying to you. Okay, if I didn't flat out tell you that Israel can do this without us in a second. Okay, they are so beyond capable. I'm not saying we shouldn't support them, saying we should go out of our way to overwhelmingly support them, given the amount of anti-Semitism coming from the left right now. And this absolute moral justification of the behavior of Hamas, this is a dire situation. But in terms of Israel's military capabilities, they can mop the floor with Hamas in about a half hour if they treated war the way Hamas treated war. Meaning they just go up there, civilians be damned, kill everybody, get your way. Okay, Israel isn't doing that. Okay, Israel is trying to make sure everything they do is targeted, is precision warfare. They're trying to evacuate citizens, okay, because they don't want to make civilians the cost of war. But Israel, okay, with our help, gets $14 billion because giving them $14 billion allows us to justify giving more money to Ukraine. Ah, you have a good eye, my man. They like giving money to Ukraine. Do you want to know why? Because Ukraine gave a lot of money to the Bidens. Bingo, man, bingo. Okay, are we allowed to audit the actual dollars going to Ukraine? The answer would be no. If you ask to say, if you ask to see how much we've sent and what it's been spent on, they go, what do you work for, Putin? 
What are you, in the Kremlin? Who let this guy in here? Democrats are so full of crap. But that's what they do. But they love the idea of sending money over to Ukraine. And I'm not saying Putin's a good guy. I'm not saying Ukraine doesn't deserve some type of uh, support from us. But are we seeing a tenth as much support for the United States that we're seeing for a place like Ukraine? The answer would be no. No, not even. Are you kidding me? Are we throwing any, 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 like a tenth of the resources into our southern border that we're throwing into theirs? The answer would be no. No. But the reason you know it's a scam, and this is why you need to know this is a scam. I'm going to give you a lesson in human nature that a lot of you already know, so forgive me. But if this is new to you, you're a younger listener, you're somebody who's not really wise in the ways of the world. When someone tries to justify actions by hanging them on a point that's not true, it means that what they're doing is not legitimate. Okay, this matters, and I'm telling you this, okay, this is a serious thing, okay? Biden last night, I'm going to play you the clip, okay, tried to justify the expenditures in Ukraine and Israel by framing the situations, okay, as people who want to annihilate a neighboring democracy, okay? The significance of that being this. Okay, he wants you to believe democracy is under attack in Ukraine. He wants you to believe democracy is what's under attack in a place like Israel. When the truth is that is a fact check false. Hamas is not mad at Israel because they have a democracy. Hamas is mad at Israel because they're Jewish. They're anti-Semites. They are chanting from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. We will annihilate the entire race. Hamas doesn't care that Israel has elections. Hamas was voted into power in Palestine. Okay, they haven't had an election since. Weird. Okay, but it's just the same as Ukraine. Okay, Russia isn't going into Ukraine because Putin hates democracy. He may hate democracy. I don't see why he wins with 133 percent of the vote. Weird thing about making people vote at gunpoint. Uh, But the point is he's going in because he wants to take back the land and rebuild the former Soviet Union, the former USSR. Okay, Biden's framing it as a war on democracy as a way of selling the spending. But you understand if you're selling the spending, if you need to sell the spending, it's because you don't have the support of the American people because we still don't get what's completely in it for us. Israel, I get. Like, straight up, I get the Israel situation. Straight up. Anti-Semitism is monstrous around the world, and they want to wipe the Israeli people off the face of the earth. And most Ivy League colleges in this country support them, so they need our support. But isn't it a little weird that Israel— Okay, which is under heavy attack, is getting $14 billion, but Ukraine's getting another 60, and they've already gotten more than $100 billion. They want to keep spending on Ukraine because they make money. They make so much money. Everybody who sells you war at a government level is making money. Those military defense contracts are worth a gazillion dollars. Okay, and when there is legitimately a gazillion dollars floating around, you'd be shocked what you're morally capable of doing in order to get your hands on it. People's ability to rationalize away horrific acts, okay, absolute moral desecrations, okay, that ability, that wherewithal gets a lot better when the dollar amounts go up. 
So people are willing to fight a war for the kind of money they're sending over to Ukraine? Okay, think about that. When we say we're going to spend $60 billion on Ukraine and we're going to send money and we're going to send gear, okay, you know, the people making that gear make a lot of money. You know, the people in government saying we got to do this somehow make a lot of money. Okay, I don't have the direct answer on that. I just know we have a Congress full of people that make $170,000 a year, and a lot of them leave with $50 million in the bank. I don't know what's going on there, okay? But here's Biden trying to frame this as a war on democracy, clip one. We've not forgotten the mass graves, the bodies found bearing signs of torture, rape used as a weapon by the Russians, and thousands and thousands of Ukrainian children forcibly taken into Russia, stolen from their parents. It's sick. Hamas and Putin represent different threats, but they share this in common. They both want to completely annihilate a neighboring democracy. Completely annihilate it. You are so full of sh. Okay, it's not about democracy. That's not why this is going on. He's trying to frame it as such, as a way of making the sale. But even the things he details, like the atrocities in Russia, kids kidnapped, Okay. Do you know because of his border policy, we currently have 85,000 children in our own country and we don't know where they are. Think about that. Wow, we got to send 60 billion more to Ukraine because kids. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want anything happening to the kids. But are we paying that kind of attention to our own border? The answer would be no. Okay, the kids in this country? The answer would be no. Okay, when a kid comes across the southern border with a drug cartel or human trafficker, Okay, it's not because he's going to some tolerant and inclusive school district where they make sure they get his pronouns and give him a drag show from a stripper, drag queen. Okay, and then, of course, chant death to Israel when they're done with all the tolerance and the coexisting. Uh, But the point is, those kids coming across our border illegally are in the sex trade. They're human trafficked. Okay, they're in the they're drug mules. Okay, that's the rest of their life, a life of indentured servitude. It's happening in our country at greater numbers than it is anywhere else in the world. And we're not even focused on that. We're just going back to the ATM and sending more money over to Ukraine and more money over to Israel. Again, I support Israel. Again, I support Ukraine. But you know who else I support? The country we're living in. And I feel like I'm in the minority on that one when I watch this president. Welcome to the Biden administration, home to the new slogan, America Last. The show that connects you to people in high places. It's like the most important man in the world standing here, and you got a conversation going with each other. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Joe Concha joining us in the next hour. Lincoln Fallon going to be here in the end. Uh, opening act for both of these gentlemen. Marshall is out in American Falls, Idaho. Marshall! Hey, Jimmy. My man. Um, we have the case of the perfect storm. We have the house that is basically a bomb fire going on. Mm-hmm. And nobody's bringing marshmallows or hot dogs to the, to the event. They're acting like kindergartners that say, you're not my friend. I'm not going to vote for you. They're not willing to work with each other. And it's like, give me a break. Come on, guys. Be adults. Be in the room and say, you know what? We may not like you, but we're going to support you so we can get things done because it worked for us. Yep. Two, we have have, – what I I, I told your caller is this. 
basically when the mafia was in its heyday, you had to pay for protection to keep your business going. Mm -hmm. What we're doing is we're negotiating with Hamas and Iran and saying, you know what, we'll give you this money, but you got to leave Israel alone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what are we doing here? We should be sending the message saying, Israel, take care of it. Get it done. Well, let me just jump in here. If you gave the mafia protection money, they actually protected you. <laughs> this is We're not giving it to the mafia. We'd be better off giving it to the mafia in this instance because we're actually just giving it to the people who want to attack us and uh, making it easier for them to attack. But I get your frustrations. You're not wrong, Marshall. Right. And so... I think what we should do is the old, the old secret weapon. I run a barbecue place here in American Falls. Ooh. And so, yeah. And so the deal is, is, why don't we just sit down with all the world leaders and we get all the barbecue guys here and we have a big, huge competition type deal and they sit down and they just work this thing out. Because barbecue cures everything. (laughs) Well, listen to me. Uh, I love this because you know I get paid in barbecue. But there's one small matter. (laughs) Neither side of this geopolitical conflict we're dealing with religiously is allowed to eat pork. So how do we work this out? Are you going to make vegan spare ribs? What are we talking here, Marshall? What we do, since they won't eat pork, we'll just bring beef and chicken. No big deal. I got to look that up. I don't have a direct answer, but you had me at barbecue, Marshall. This might you might win call of the day. Stick around. Good stuff, brother. I appreciate you. And now I'm hungry, and I'm going to look fat on TV. (laughs) This is not good. Come on, Marshall! Whose side are you on? Don't you understand? I was raised on food. That was my childhood. That's what I come from, man. Damn it. I swallowed a lot of aggression, along with a lot of pizzas. (laughs) Pizzas. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is, sister. Here we go. Here we go. Another big hour of Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. It is, of course, top shelf radio in a bottom feeding political world. We are about to run this race on a very sloppy track, but we're putting on the horseshoes as we speak. We are in the gate and we are ready to go. 888-788-9910 if you want a part of this hour. That will also include Jersey Joe Concha, uh, who will be leading up to Lincoln Fela on the back end of today's broadcast. My 14-year-old son has a big high school football game tomorrow. Uh, We will, of course, preview that, catch up with the link, man, because, yeah, the world's at war. The border's overrun. We still don't have a Speaker of the House. But you know what we do have? Freedom! You're in America. Uh, Live it up. It's Friday. So 888-788-9910. You know the rules. Do whatever you want. You agree, disagree, I don't care. Be a Republican, be a Democrat, just don't be a... There it is. Some good news to report as we get underway. Uh, Hamas. Hamas. Those monsters. uh, They have released... Two U.S. hostages. We are confirming that here at Fox News uh, in response to Qatari efforts. Okay, this is an official official statement from Hamas on the hostage release, which was made public literally a minute ago. In response to Qatari efforts, Al-Qasem brigades released two American citizens, a mother and her daughter, for humanitarian reasons and to prove to the American people and the world that the claims made by Biden and his fascist administration are false and baseless. So Hamas saying they're releasing two citizens to prove to the world that everyone condemning them is full of it. 
That's the move they're trying to make here. They're trying to tell you, hey, we're good people. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. All right, Hamas are monsters, but the return of any American hostages or if any hostages anywhere is something we are to celebrate. Uh, and we absolutely do. Very happy for those families and hoping other families can recognize a similar result uh, in the very, very, very near future. OK, we're America. This isn't supposed to happen to us. OK, you think of it this way. And I've made this comparison a few times on the show. If you grew up in a house where you had an actual respect for authority because you had a parent parental figure, father, mother, maybe both of them. OK, that would yell, knock it off, cut the crap when you and your siblings were acting up or fighting or being petty. That usually put an end to it because you realized the physical threat on the other side of their rhetoric. OK, America is supposed to be the world's parent in that regard. When we say knock it off, that's supposed to be the end. But in this case, we've been saying knock it off and people are acting up even more. Okay. We really are being laughed at and scoffed at throughout the world. They just they're not respecting our country the way they used to. And, you know, it's hard because you've got an aptitude in the White House. You know, you've got college campuses and left wing academia cheering on Hamas. Think about that. Colleges in the year 2023 banned speakers who said men can't have babies. If you believed that a man can't have a baby, okay, can a man have a baby? The answer would be no. No, a man can't have a baby. Where does it come out of, out of curiosity, if a man has a baby? Is he having a butt baby? What the hell did you just say? Well, I would hope it's a butt baby because there's only one other hole for it to come out. And ah! Ah, no, no! Not ideal, guys. Not ideal. Uh, but can a man? No, a man can't have a baby. But the point is, that's a statement of fact. But if you wanted to go on to a college and state it, they'd say you're not welcome here. That's hateful. That's dangerous rhetoric. But the same colleges are welcoming speakers that are chanting, kill the Jews. Like, do you not see a little bit of a weird double standard here? So it's a really dumb time to be alive. Okay. But one of the reasons America doesn't have the respect of the rest of the world is a lot of those woke ideologies that you see on college campuses have made their way into our military. Everything woke turns to When you hear the military talking about pronouns or jump shoots for pregnant women, okay, with all due, anybody who wants to serve can serve. It's fine. I'm not saying they can't. But we are literally fighting the wrong battles, okay? We're fighting the wrong battles in the House of Representatives. We're fighting the wrong battles in the White House, where the big speech about what we do to help Israel ended with us sending $60 billion to Ukraine. That is financial lunacy. It's weapons-grade stupid. But we'll get into your calls. We'll do a quick roundup because Joe Conch is coming. Uh, Don batting leadoff in Cape Girardeau, Rush Limbaugh territory. Yo, Don. How you doing, brother? I'm doing, man. Uh, this House Speaker thing is a mess. Are you following this? I've been following it. It's it's, it's stupid mess. Oh. It's a stupid mess. Uh, yeah, I, po- I apologize that you've been following it. I had the luxury of tuning it out for a little while because I was broadcasting, but I just got up to speed on this, so we have no speaker. And, you know, I just want to ask you this, Don, because I, I you and Cape Girardeau have their thumb on the pulse as much as anybody anywhere in America. Wouldn't you actually argue that Jim Jordan is probably the preferred source of more rank-and-file Republicans than anybody they could nominate? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jim, he's very, very articulate. He's very good at getting answers to the questions that we need to have answers about. And Mm -hmm. he can get some things done if we can ever get him in there. Yep. And that's the problem. We can't get him in there at the moment. 
And, uh, it, you know, it's ridiculous. But I want your take, okay? I want the Don take. I'm sorry. Uh, just, I, these, these people that started all this stuff, uh, hopefully, hopefully they have some repercussions about this because they're not going to like the end result if we don't get something straightened out. It's just going to be so bad. Yep. And that's the problem. It's, this sure. country is, is twirling down into the, the drain hole. Is it ever? Because of all this shenanigans up there. Yeah, no, it is. DC, DC is a whole. We've. I don't feel like we've ever been failed on this level. You know, we've established Republicans have been screwing up the country forever. Uh, but usually one party's kind of holding it together while the other party bottoms out. Uh, this, we need another Trump and a Reagan back. <laughs> I, would t- I would take either. I would take Baron Trump. I would take Reagan Fox, the actress. I'll take anything you give me. Uh, just not what we have. <laughs> Okay. Right. Don, look around Cape Girardeau. If you can find me a capable uh, person in government, send them to Washington on me. You can invoice me for the plane ticket. Well, I know Josh Hawley uh, was yep. down here with Trump a couple years ago, mm-hmm. or a few years ago, actually, when Josh Hawley got into the Senate. Trump was Trump was down here trumping for him, and uh, that yep. was pretty interesting. But we already got them in the Senate, so. Yeah. No, it's that the House is the big mess right now. And the only way we're going to take back the Senate is if they actually demonstrate some competency in the House. But right now we don't even have a I don't know how you could hand this party the Senate knowing they can't even pick a a speaker in the House. So they're not making Trump's life any easier or whoever the Republican nominee is going to be. So uh, I don't know. Maybe my my parents would have hit me with a belt or a spoon by now. Is it time to spank Washington? It's time to do something. I just want to say, everybody, keep everybody in their prayers that are going over to Israel. Mm-hmm. I know I got a son that's on a flight right now heading that direction. He's oh, wow. in the Air Force. Been okay. in for a long time. Yeah. Wow. Well, he is certainly in our prayers. And you know we appreciate you and everybody in Cape Girardeau, Don. Keep up the good work, okay, brother? There he goes, the great Don. Yeah, it's time for the belt of the spoon in Washington. We actually just, you know... <laughs> start hitting these guys with a spoon. I don't know what to tell you. You know, the Republicans are about to engage in an election cycle in which they try to convince the country that they deserve control of both houses. Not even close. They don't. How could you look at a party that can't even pick a speaker? Because you got to understand, okay, and I'm not wrong when I say this. Jim Jordan has the support of more rank and file voters than any Republican you could name outside of Trump. Absolutely more than McCarthy. Absolutely more than Scalise, who is a great guy. Okay, Republican voters, grassroots voters, the people who actually can be relied on to show up and vote on Election Day come hell or high water. Okay, they support Jim Jordan. Okay, they like what they see him doing in these, you know, judiciary hearings or oversight hearings in the past. You know, they like having a pit bull in there that is actually trying to take a fight to the swamp. That's what people want. Okay. Republican voters keep buying tickets to this concert that doesn't happen. And I don't think they understand how hard they're going to crush turnout. Republicans don't run on hate. Okay. We run on like. We like the country. We like freedom. We like low taxes. We like limited government. We like feeling safe when we walk down the streets. We like the idea that we're not going to have to go to our brother's baby shower because some Yahoo tried claiming that men could have a baby. They're crazy. Of course they are. But we, again, okay, the Republican Party does not turn out simply to vote against the Democrats. The Democrats do that. Okay, the Democrats basically run terrible candidates and turn it into an anybody but the Republican election. That's how they beat Trump. Nobody voted for Biden. 
Nobody looked out and was like, no, no, this is the guy. Come on, man. Nobody did. That's reality. Okay, but if the Republicans want to win elections, they need passion behind them, positive passion, and they're not getting it right now, straight up. Garrett is in Little Rock, Arkansas. Yo, Garrett. What's going on, Jimmy? How you doing? Uh, I'm, you know, today's one of those days, Garrett, where I'm in a loop, loopy mood because it's Friday, but I'm especially proud that I went to community college and not one of these big, fancy, anti-Semitic four-year schools. Man, I just wanted to say I'm a 23-year-old college student. Oh, I work cool. two jobs. I, I see some of these people, luckily, where I'm at. Mm-hmm. We don't see these protests, but it blows my mind that there's people my age that are, you know, basically on the wrong side of history mm-hmm. and that I'm probably going to have to work with them one day. And it's – I just – I can't fathom it. Yeah. And it's crazy. And on another note – Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you, you take it away. It's a Garrett show now. And on another note, I, I went to a community college before I went to a bigger university. And I'm, when they say that they indoctrinate people and they don't believe it, it's it's true. We've I've had teachers who would try to push their liberal ideas on us, and it wasn't in a soft, nice way. It was like, hey, we want you this way. And luckily there was quite a few of us who were like, no, we're, we're not doing that. That's wrong. No, good for you, man, because that's what college has become. It's not teaching you how to think. It's telling you what to think. Think this way or you're a monster. And isn't it crazy? Because it's expensive. Most things that are expensive, they usually let you have your way. You know what I mean? It's absolutely mind-blowing because, you know, we go there to learn to get an education on what we're supposed to learn, whatever your major is, and then they want to just quietly slip this in. And now it's not even quiet anymore. Now they want to push these ideas. And I've noticed a lot of these kids that do get indoctrinated do not know the real world. They've never worked. They've mm-hmm. never earned anything. It was all given. And I, yep. I just, I guess there's some semblance to it that they can just live in this fallacy yep. where there's no real world. Yep. And I just, man, I don't understand it. I never have, never will, thankfully. Well, well, it makes me feel good to know you're 23 and people like you exist. Because well, there's, there's quite a few of us still down here. You know, that's, there's mm-hmm. a lot of us that are bad, but at the same time, there's still a bunch of us that still have good All right, traditional well, beliefs. Well, well, we're counting on you. Just the fact that I know one 23-year-old who's not in a bar right now or at a pro-Palestine protest gives me hope on a Friday, Garrett. Well, man, I sure appreciate what you do. I'm just now kind of getting into top politics. Oh, so get out. Just keep keep giving it out, man. You're well, doing great. Well, thank you, brother. This is a good show to start with because it's the only talk show where you're just as smart as the host. So you're good here. <laughs> Enjoy, Garrett. Have a great weekend, brother. You too. Take care, my man. The great Garrett. How about that? A 23-year-old, okay, making his way in the world who gets it. <laughs> Like, I have to pause. I know they're out there. I travel the country, okay? I see the turnout at these stand-up events and, you know, the districts I get to visit on the road and stuff like that. Uh, I know you're out there. I know there's a lot of good young people who care about the country who are in on the joke of just how lucky they happen to be. But the truth is it is the rank-and-file people that come from, say, a similar background to me, a working-class family. They're the ones who appreciate their freedoms the most because they're the ones whose families have had to use those freedoms to get where they are now. The freedom to work as hard as you want to go as far as you want, okay? The freedom to go open a business and try to get the government out of your way in terms of red tape and everything else, you know? The freedom of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, that's something you appreciate more when your life is visceral, Okay, when you're rich beyond all believable bounds and you don't have to work because either mommy and daddy are rich or they married rich or they inherited wealth or anything in between, it's a lot easier to badmouth the country. Like, I'll tell you this, okay, if you went to a neighborhood anywhere in America 
okay, and you could bug every house on the block, which, you know, your Amazon Alexa is doing for you. Uh, but if you could bug every house in America, you would notice the kids in the richest house on the block are usually complaining a lot more than the kids in the poorest house on the block. Okay, and the reason being is the kids in the richest house have no idea how good they have it. That's what happened to America. We're so prosperous. We're doing so well comparative to the rest of the world that people have lost all sense of perspective. Okay, think about it. We were fighting a war over statues. We were removing statues of dead people. That's how good we had it in this country. We could just fight over things that happened 300 years ago, not even what was going on now. Okay, but that type of entitled ideology of, well, if this hurts my feelings, it's got to go away, is why people feel just in supporting Palestine. Okay, their feelings have been taught and reinforced to believe that they're somehow oppressed and these rich do-nothing white kids who won't actually go help Palestine so much as they'll just tear up the campus in their name feel like they're just in doing what they do. Okay, but the reality is the, the rich, the elites, the big academia of this country the ones that tell you they're going to bring it to the next level, they're actually the ones dragging it down. You're absolutely right. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. That's my name. Don't wear it out. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon getting right back to the phones. Jeff is in Alaska. Yo, Jeff. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing, man. It's a mess in Washington, but uh, I, maybe you can clean it up. You sound like you have more answers than I do, man. Well, I don't know if I have more answers than you do, but I, I have a totally different perspective. Oh, give it a minute. Now, let's just start out with the facts. First of all, did did Kevin McCarthy, did he renege on his promises that he made in order to get nominated and and, and get voted on? Yes. He did. He reneged on him. That's number one. I'm not a McCarthy two, guy, he, just so, but just so we're on the same page, yeah, I'll give you all the time. Either. Okay, go ahead. Right. Then the next thing is, is he also made a deal with Nancy Pelosi, right, saying, hey, if anything goes down, you guys won't vote me out. Mm. All right. So that shows just sucker. how naive he is. <laughs> yeah, that was a sucker. Number move. two, mm-hmm. Newt and everybody else is sitting there calling the eight Freedom Caucus members traitors. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. They did exactly what needed to be done in order to get everything on the right track. Mm-hmm. Did they need a plan to follow up on it? No, they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, the real the real traders are the real traders are the twenty two GOP members, which are all rhinos, right? That voted against Jim Jordan. Oh yeah, fair. Of those of those twenty two, those are the real traders. Mm-hmm. Of those twenty two, how many of their districts? Voted for Biden. Yep. How a many? A lot. I of think them. only three. There's, I think only three of them did. No, there's, there's a, this is the deal. They they're not worried about getting primaried. But you're right to say, like Jim Jordan's more popular with, than any Republican in Congress. So if they were smart, they'd throw him in there, like a hundred percent. Yeah. That's the problem, yep. though. Uh, Go ahead. And and you know the real clown. You know, like I said, you, you have you have a you have a congressman that's sitting there nominating John Boehner. Come on, now that guy's the real clown. Yeah, he's a clown. You know, mm-hmm. he's, those are the clowns. Those are the people that are looking for attention. The people that are voting against Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan. You know, there's another guy too that would actually be perfect. The only problem is he's not in Congress anymore. Another <laughs> guy that would have been perfect for the position would have been Trey Gowdy. Yep. He, he would have been perfect as well. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, 
And, but those those are my my big points are you know the, the eight people that did it. I mean, yeah. think of all these continuing resolutions. Oh, listen, we haven't had Jeff, a I'm not I'm not cutting you off. I just want to add that I agree with what you're saying. If the end result of this is Jim Jordan is the speaker, we get rid of the CRs and we get the appropriations process corrected, then it is a net win. It's just going to look like a net loss for the next three weeks till we figure out the speaker. So if Jordan doesn't get through by the weekend, I'm nominating you. So pack your bags and get to D.C., brother. Uh, Back after this, Joe Concha joins us on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. And there is so many wonderful things I could say about this next guest. But perhaps his most endearing trait to me this week is that he never doxed a member of the Delta Force on Instagram. Uh, superstar multimedia matinee idol Joe Concha joins us now. Do- Concha, what it is. What it is. It's raining again. again. Every weekend, Fela. I, 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 I got to make some phone. You know what? We got to get Elizabeth Warren to do a dance or something. How, yeah. do we fi- how do we Pocahontas? How do we fix this, Concha? Uh, let's talk. Okay. Uh, I mean, dude, I got two kids that play soccer. They have not one, but four games this weekend. And unless a Scud missile or lightning is involved, they don't cancel these things. No. And you're just out there just like, oh. No. It has rained every one of Lincoln's football games. He's joining me at the end of the show today because, you know, we always talk a little high school football on Friday. And uh, every one of his games, it is poured every single game. But again, oh. uh, Mother Nature, however adverse it, she might have made things for us uh, watching our kids' sports, Mother Nature, also not doxing a member of the Delta Force. I just wanted to go here for a second, Conch. It's on my mind. So this is a thing. Okay, I don't know how much of the story you saw. But Biden, they accidentally, the White House Instagram account, post a photo of Biden, uh, show the faces of the Delta Force people, which is bad. But what's worse, Concha, is they actually took it down and apologized, which confirms what they did. That's the thing here. <laughs> it's it, so dude, stupid. Every, it's stupid, exactly. <laughs> and, and everything this administration does is through a political prism times 20, right? Yep. So remember Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. we got to get all of our troops out, and we got to make sure we do it by 9-11. Mm-hmm. So this way, we have... I don't, some sort of political points that could be yeah. scored because we're doing it on that day. Mm-hmm. And what do we do? We telegraph, obviously, that we're leaving. We don't use our air base. We count on the Taliban to <laughs> supply security, and 13 U.S. service members are killed. And now we're seeing it again, obviously, with these Delta Force members being exposed because they want to show that Biden's a hands-on commander-in-chief. When <laughs> I look at his schedule today, he's got a campaign reception at 6 o'clock, and then guess where he's going for the weekend? It okay. starts with a D, Delaware. <laughs> well, he's, he's hands-on. He's got his hands on either side of a lawn chair. Oh. Uh, you know, he's, he's doing his thing. Great point. But uh, the, the whole thing stinks, man. I it mean, is. The, it's bad. The, the media coverage of this has just been... The worst I have ever seen, and that's saying a lot, you know. I mean, we see these headlines. Israeli strike kills hundreds at hospital in Gaza. Palestinians say, or Palestinian health officials say, gee, who are they exactly? Oh, that's right. That's Hamas. But they can't put that in the headline, can they? No. And they blame Israel. They say hundreds are dead. By the way, 
boy, the technology they have over there in Gaza is incredible that eight minutes after this explosion, we had a death count already of 500. <laughs> That's amazing they were able to turn that around that quickly. And as you know, Jimmy, it turns out that it actually hit the parking lot next to it. It's not hundreds are dead, but probably, I don't know, a dozen or so. And all it did was just inflame this entire thing. Yeah. Where we could be headed towards World War III. So we always laugh about the media screwing up and making mistakes and, uh, all right, well, maybe they don't have too many consequences to it because it's mostly political. This will get people killed. All yeah, right? no, it will. Straight up. Uh, Joe Conch is on the line. The New York Times, when you talk about them revising their headline, there's also the uh, small matter of them posting a photo that wasn't of the hospital, right? They yeah. posted a photo of a, another building that had been blown up, which very clearly leads the viewer to believe this must be what's left of the hospital. No. Exactly. And the thing is, a a journalist, her name escapes me, did some very good work on this. It turns out that that building is not even in Gaza. It's not even anywhere. It's in Syria. So they grabbed just something from Syria and just and and, and the New York Times knew exactly what it was doing when it put that up. And they just don't care because we talk about it. But CNN, who's also responsible for these ridiculous headlines, they just continue to go with it. They don't hold these people accountable. And all these media reporters out there that are too busy watching, you know, our network uh, can't bother to criticize them in any way, shape or form. So we're we're on an island. What a time to be alive. Uh, Let me ask you this, Concha, because you know things. Yes. What could Ukraine possibly have on the Biden family that a primetime Oval Office address about Israel ends with Ukraine getting four times as much money as Israel. I mean, dude, they're getting 60 billion. Israel's getting, I believe, 14 billion was the number. Doesn't that kind of read askew? It's like shades of the Inflation Reduction Act when they spend all the money on climate and nothing on inflation. I was looking for Jerry Lewis at one point last night. I literally <laughs> thought I was watching a telethon. And, and I'm, I'm watching this. I'm like, boy, he's talking a lot about Ukraine and Russia. And we just had this massacre that occurred less than two weeks ago. And I barely hear anything about American hostages. And then I see, as you said, the number is completely out of whack. And he tried to tie Putin with Hamas. And yeah. Putin is a very, very bad guy. But... I mean, beheading babies and kidnapping mm-hmm. scores of children and raping the elderly. I mean, I'm sure Russian troops uh, haven't exactly been Boy Scouts, but it, you can't make it. It's, one's very evil and one is off the charts evil. Yeah. I, I don't think you could equate the two, Jimmy. No, well, that's the other issue, too, is motive. I mean, Putin's trying to rebuild the old Soviet Union. Uh, Hamas is trying to exterminate a race of people. <laughs> like, it's insane. Okay, but again, they're trying to establish this weird moral equivalency because obviously it allows them to absolve Hamas of some of the things they've done. Now, everything you need to know about Biden's leadership this week and the efficacy of his both visit and his primetime address, I believe can be summed up by the fact that Gavin Newsom is currently in Israel. Doesn't that kind of tell you everything you need to know? Why is he in Israel? Well, I mean, California has some problems at last check, right? <laughs> so, I don't know, maybe he's kind of running for president without running for president. Well, it's duh. Obvious. Yeah, <laughs> That's I mean, exactly. a very obvious statement. He's, he's so committed to not running that he's flying to Israel and China. And then you can go to GavinNewsom.com and make a donation just to hear how much he's not running. Wow. It's crazy. That is good hair, though. I mean, you have nice hair. Don't get me wrong, but that Listen. Newsom. A lot of smoke and mirrors. Newsom straight up could have been the villain in so many 80s movies and probably made them better. Like he could have been Hans Gruber. Oh, could he have ever been Hans Gruber? He could have been, uh, you telling me he couldn't have fought Ralph Macchio in The Karate Kid? He couldn't have been Johnny? 
Or he could have been Terry Silver in Thank Karate you. Kid Three. Thank you. A lot so, of possibilities. Like, we could go I'm with telling here. you, I don't know who I don't know who his agent is over there at Newsom headquarters. <laughs> but there's there are better gigs for a man with that hair than president. I mean, if we've learned anything out of the last two elections, we're not exactly hair crazy as voters. That's a great point. I, what do you think of Trump's hair? I mean. It, well into his 70s, Listen, that, he has a much lower hairline than you or me, that's for sure. Yeah, there's something interesting there. It's, you know, we thought it would never happen again, but it turns out we did elect a member of the Whig Party. Uh, we didn't see it. Good night, everybody. I don't know. Concha, let me throw this one at you. Uh, Trump is beating Biden in all the Bloomberg p- battleground polls now. What does that tell you? Does that make you think Biden's long for this race, or do you think they need this war to end so they can pull the plug? Oh, boy. I think he's... In the race, again, we go back to the same problem, is that you can't run Kamala Harris. That was the plan, I think. They, mm-hmm. they probably thought, all right, pass the torch. And obviously, she's not even plan B. She's not even plan Z, for that matter. <laughs> if you could give somebody a, something below an F-, minus, you would give it to her. I mean, to quote Gordon Gecko, uh, if she ran a funeral parlor, no one would die, right? It's just not, <laughs> not seen as very competent. So then, I guess you would have to have Newsom go rogue. But the problem is, as we've seen, Democrats don't go rogue. Republicans go rogue, especially in the House of Representatives. Uh, but Democrats <laughs> very, very much stick together to the plan. So I I guess Biden is running, but I wish they would do state by state polling more because national uh, polls mean nothing, right? Yeah. Hillary Clinton would be president if national polls meant something. If you won the popular vote, it comes down to six states. It's very easy. Georgia, Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, insert Nevada or New Hampshire. Everything else basically holds. And your next president wins four of those six states and, and you win and that's it. And what we see is Trump has sizable leads in Georgia and Arizona, as you would expect. You would expect him to win that in 2020. Yes. And then states like Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. you know, where you're, you're, you elected John Fetterman. I, I don't trust Donald Trump being able to win there, considering what happened. But Michigan, Wisconsin, that auto strike's still going on, Jimmy. Yeah, no, right? no, and then that's that's an issue. Uh, the Pennsylvania, though, is the key issue for Trump because Philadelphia, you know, the population, the concentration there. You know, Philadelphia has three million people, and all five million of them plan on voting for Biden. You know, that's the issue. Yeah, uh, I don't know how that. I don't know how it's going to play out, Concha. Uh, but let's talk football while I got you here, and then I'll let yes. you run. It's Friday. Okay. Uh, my wife's Ohio State Buckeyes are playing Penn State. Speaking of Pennsylvania, they're laying four and a half tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Have you seen any of Ohio State? The quarterback McCourty's a little shaky. I don't know that I'd lay points in a, in a close game with them. So I'm a Maryland Terp, as you know, yep. and we went into yes, Columbus Hung and had a lead game. in the fourth quarter. Yes, you did. Uh, and I wasn't very impressed with that quarterback at all. And they ended up winning, obviously. But I, I think this is Penn State's for, for the taking. I'd love to see them win. I'm sick of Ohio State. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I'm, 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 you going with Penn State? Oh, I think I'd listen. I, I can't. It's hard for me because I'm not betting the Buckeyes. There's no way. Even if they run these guys out of the gym, I can't bet them because I just don't trust this QB yet. He's got better numbers than you think he's got 11 touchdowns in one pick but you've watched so many awful three and out drives with this guy he's also throwing to two nfl first round wide receivers who are going to crush their draft stock because of the quarterback (laughs) (laughs) he's getting like death threats from from marvin harrison jr's agent right now uh i don't know that i'd bet it but i think i i expect penn state to be in that game i expect a good game tomorrow that's the noon game and then i don't usually do college with you but i love to talk nfl with you because i think this I think this week, Concha, yes. I think if there was one time the whole year I would tell somebody to bet the New York Giants, this oh. might be the week. 
against the Redskins? Is, Wait, what are they I know. Now? It's fine. You're, the they're, they're still the Red. They're whatever they are. Yeah, they're still. The point is, they're getting <laughs> two and a half at home. Yeah. That's a weird. You know how I like those home underdogs? Mm-hmm. If ever there was a week to bet them, it's this. Well, the Giants have been home underdogs twice this year, and yeah. they've been outscored 64 to 3. There's that. There's that. Okay. There's, a, there's that. Is Daniel Jones back? Uh, I, that, might be a, that might be an argument not to bet him, though. I yeah, think Tyrod Taylor. Josh, do we know if Daniel Jones is back? We, don't, we actually don't know because they haven't confirmed it yet. Okay. We, we just know that if Tyrod Taylor is at the one-yard line with a second to go on the clock, he's not audible to a run ever again like they did Monday night <laughs> against the Bills. He almost got shot. Yeah, like Mike Tirico, who like never gets upset, got upset. You know, so it that's was, when you know. That was a strange call. But this is the game I wanted to give you. I just wanted to run this by you, Contra. Okay, I'm going to okay. go with the Redskins. Okay, fair. Okay. Uh, you know, Chiefs are riding high off this Taylor Swift-Travis Kelsey thing that I think most reasonable football fans have outgrown by now. Uh, but you know that viral meme from the Monday Nighter with the Chargers and the woman in the Chargers jersey who was, you know, went from elation to despair. Did you happen to see that by any chance? It was like an Asian woman who was in a four-picture meme. Yeah. Okay. Well, knowing that that was the face of the NFL on social media this week and the Chargers ultimately lost that game, I actually like the Chargers getting five and a half against the Chiefs. I expect the Chargers to be in that game this week. And we go into Arrowhead riding that meme that mocked the Chargers, and I think they turn this bus around. Can you dig that? I could dig it because I just want to root against the Chiefs at this point because I'm, <laughs> I'm very much over this whole Travis Taylor thing yeah. going on. Do you think that's real, or was that to, like, Help the movie sales. It's weird because it clearly did work for the movie sales. And Travis Kelsey is now in every single commercial ever. true. Yeah. Ever. And uh, what's amazing about it, this is the one thing he kind of deserves credit for. As people have watched the NFL our whole lives, all the endorsements usually go to the quarterbacks. Yeah. This might be the first time in history a tight end is leading the league in endorsements. It's not very common. No. Like Dave Casper couldn't get any. What's no. up with that? Right. Like, Tony Jane Gonzalez. Jay yeah. Nova, where's the Mark Bavaro endorsement? I mean, if it's out there, it's for like it's for like concussion medication. Yeah, it exactly. wasn't like in his prime. Uh, but no big tight end. I mean, it was usually quarterbacks or coaches. When you think of like the Ditkas of the world and all the things they endorsed, yeah, you don't gen- generally see a lot of tight ends leading the league in endorsements. So for yeah. that alone, I guess we commend we commend the effort. But I don't know what it is. I, I you know. The Chiefs, obviously, they have a lot of eyeballs on him anyway because Kermit the Frog is probably the best quarterback of our lifetime. He's very good, Mahomes. Uh, But I I don't know what it is. I don't know what to make of it. Yes, she's selling tickets. Yes, the NFL is leaning in. The only thing I would say, this is the only thing I'm willing to diagnose and stand by, Mm -hmm. is I think it looks weak of the NFL. Because in theory, okay, okay, in fact, the NFL is a lot bigger than Taylor Swift. But they kind of handed over their brand to Taylor Swift. And, you know, we're now getting these updates on Thursday that she'll be there on Sunday. You know, they're cutting away to her at every shot. That's why I loved Al Michaels for kind of standing his ground when he had the game. Because he was like, yeah, we're not showing. If you bet the under on Taylor Swift sightings, (laughs) which is smart, though, because he wants, you know, football should be the focus. Absolutely. I think the NFL figures they could bring in more female particularly young females, uh, into the mix. But the reason why I don't think the relationship is real because it really feels like performance art because – Every six-yard catch that Travis Kelsey has, and they do the cutaway, and she's jumping up and down well, like he just won the Super Bowl. Thank you. Good point. Okay, boom. Thank you. So that, okay. that's that been marinating in my brain, Concha, yeah. is the over-celebrating. 
Right. That's the thing, because there's a picture last week where you're right. He catches a tight end screen. He gains four yards, and her and Brittany Mahomes are hugging like they rescued the hostages. <laughs> it's right? stunning. Guess it's, what I'm doing this weekend. What do you got? I'm going to the Taylor Swift movie. Uh, of course you are. Well, you My got daughter's kids. daughter's 10. She's been yeah, yelling at me. You uh, have kids. I know. No, I respect that. I'm My just... son wants to go. I don't know how I feel about this. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm a Swifty, too. He just turned eight. So uh, I guess I could let him have this. I love Susanna Hoffs growing up. So, you know, I, thank you. nothing wrong with it. Thank you. Yeah, it doesn't mean he's, the kid is burning an eternal flame. It just oh, means he's going, uh, to put it in pitted. Susanna Hoff's terms. But you want to know what? Maybe your son's a player, and he realizes the theater is going to be 98% female. That's a great point. Hey, girl. See? Oh. I'm trying to keep up morale in the parenthood over there. Uh, Contra, you're the, <laughs> <laughs> you're the best, man. Uh, good luck, segment yet. Good luck with your bets. I'll see you soon, brother. Be All well. right, man. You too. See ya. The legendary Joe Contra. There he goes. There we go back after this. A show that's taking orders from the big man upstairs. We're on a mission from God. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon uh, rounding out a, I got to be honest, a very powerful hour of broadcasting. Mm. Stop it! They're tough there in the control room. They, they do hold you to a high standard around here. Uh, in the next hour, uh, we aim to somehow improve upon this performance. The rumor, hot rumor, is that North Carolina Representative Greg Murphy is going to be here. Of course, there's all kinds of chaos going on in Congress right now. You never know when somebody's going to call a vote or a press conference or punch Matt Gates in the face. I'll tell you, they are running hot in the chamber right now. Somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. That's how they feel. Uh, we can confirm that Lincoln Fallon will be here. He is cutting uh, his final period of the day to call into the show as he does every Friday because that's the kind of quality parent I am. Uh, the Clark Rams have a matchup again tomorrow. They're now 5-1 and one on the year. They're riding high. If you've been betting these games, you're absolutely making money. Uh, and it's the least I – in this economy, I got to do something. Okay, every tax dollar you send in is getting Venmoed over to Ukraine. Inflation's through the roof. Do you know what I paid for gas today? This was the price. I asked the guy next to me who was at the pump. I'm like, how much for the 93? And he was ah! – oh, no, no. That's all he said. And then he ran away. It was nuts. Okay, I believe I paid four eighty nine, four eighty nine here in New York City. I mean, that's outrageous. Okay, country's a mess. So if we sound a little loopy on a Friday, so we're just trying to keep morale up. Not for you, for me. I'm looking out for myself at this point. I looked around at the world after the week of broadcasting we did. My gosh, you know, I'm always like a force multiplier of positive energy, and you know, I want you guys to consume the show and go home feeling good, no matter how crazy the news gets. But I gotta tell you, sitting here myself, man, this was a hell of a week in news. It really was. Uh, but I will say this. The finale, right around the corner, we will finish strong. Uh, the link man will join us. We'll bet some football. We'll find out what's going on in the House of Representatives. More of your calls, text, tweets, carrier pigeons, uh, the whole barnyard jamboree. Whatever's going on, we want to hear about it right here on the Big Bad. One and only high-flying, death-defying, gluten-free, we were just told, keto-approved, Fox Across America. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You better believe it is. Here we go. Here we go. Final hour of the week. 
on the high fly and death defying Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not going to be the next Speaker of the House. You know who's not also going to be the next Speaker of the House? Jim Jordan. Uh, the GOP voting moments ago to drop him as Speaker nominee and call it a weekend, at which point they will start over this coming Monday. That was embarrassing. Is it ever? We're going to discuss it potentially with North Carolina Representative Greg Murphy. Lincoln Fallon will be here as scheduled to wrap the week because that's what we do Friday. You still tradition, you know, things have to matter around here. We're trying to run a legitimate radio entity, uh, one you can be a part of at 888-788-9910 with the working rule the same. Uh, be a Republican, be a Democrat, just don't be a whether you have a speaker, you don't have a speaker, really embarrassing day for the Republican Party. OK, understand what's going on right now. Uniparty Republicans would rather work with Democrats on choosing a speaker, maybe using a temporary speaker pro tem. OK, but they'd rather make a deal behind closed doors to keep the status quo in Washington. Okay, at least more than they would like to confirm somebody who, to be clear, you know, you have to be a Jim Jordan fan. He's great on the show. But Jim Jordan is more popular than any Republican in Congress. Like outside of Donald Trump, I don't know that there's a more popular Republican in government. Okay, you know, Mike Pence was the last vice president. He's currently polling behind Hamas in the Republican primary. It's not very pretty for the Pence campaign. Uh, but I don't know that there's anyone running for president right now that has Jim Jordan's popularity. I, I genuinely don't know. Okay. You're going to tell me Mitch McConnell is more popular? Wrong. No chance. Okay. If you look around the House, Kevin McCarthy? Wrong. Of course not. Certainly not Scalise, who's a good guy by all accounts. Okay. Byron Donalds is fantastic. Kat Kamek, some of the people here on the show are great, but they're still very new to Congress and they absolutely don't have the national appeal to Republican grassroots voters that Jim Jordan does. Whatever you think of Jim Jordan, the point is he is a rock star with the Republican base. But at the end of the day, the petty personal grievances in Washington and the fact that, let's be honest, it's Friday and they want to go home. OK, they don't want to sit here and have three more speaker votes tonight, tomorrow and the next day. OK, they'd rather get on an Amtrak, get on a plane and just get out of town. This is politics as usual. It really is. OK, you sent them to Washington with a majority in the House of Representatives. OK, they can't enact and, and operate on that majority without a speaker. OK, they're not doing what we pay them to do. Do you understand? And they're just flat out admitting they'd rather go home than have four or five more speaker votes. Do you understand when Kevin McCarthy was confirmed as speaker, he was confirmed on the 15th vote, the 15th vote. Jordan just had three votes and they were like, yeah, that's it. No more. We're good here. Wrap it up. Smoke if you got them. Taxi. OK, and they left town. That's what they did after three votes. Why? Because if the voting continued, they were going to be here tomorrow. They were going to be in D.C. on Sunday. And there's no way in hell they wanted to give that up. OK, so Jordan's gone. It's not going to be the next Speaker of the House. Now they need a new nominee and they have to try and sell it to the base as something they'd get behind. What they don't understand in Washington, and this is where establishment politicians are failing this country, is they have no connection to rank-and-file voters. Rank-and-file voters actually really like Jim Jordan. 
okay, and they've seen him in all of these committee hearings really take the fight to the weaponization of the DOJ, okay, to the things like the Mueller probe, to the Hunter Biden laptop, to things, okay, that matter. When school board parents got designated as terrorists, okay, because they spoke up at school board meetings because they didn't want their daughters being raped in bathrooms by transgender boys who are now going in the women's room, okay, when Merrick Garland and the DOJ drafted a memo labeling those concerned parents as terrorists, who do you think took the fight to Merrick Garland? Jim Jordan. Bingo. Okay, Jim Jordan has been on the front line. I don't say that because he's on the show. There's a lot of guys who've been on the show that like me personally that you don't hear on the show anymore because they don't mean it off the air. Okay, that's the thing. I say this a lot on the show. If you hear a lawmaker on this show consistently, it's because I've met them privately and I know they mean what they're saying. I don't owe anybody a platform to shill. And I don't owe my family and my reputation an association with people who are completely full of I don't need it. Doesn't help me advance my career. Doesn't make me funnier on stage. Doesn't make me a better dad. Okay. So what's going on in this moment is another it's another effort, whether they realize it or not, by establishment politicians to demonstrate that they completely ignore the will of the people. The will of the people said, hey, Republicans, you have a majority in the House. Give us a give us a speaker and get to work. OK, are they doing that? The answer would be no. No. And they're not only not doing it, but in doing so, they have eliminated the one Republican that is probably more liked across the party uh, than pretty much anyone else in Washington, D.C. Tell them like it is crazy. OK, Logan is in Chandler, Arizona. He has a take as well. Logan. Okay, so I'm going to try to try to explain this as best I can. For sure. Um, okay, you walk into that that room, that that house. Mm-hmm. They are all first and foremost Americans, mm-hmm. correct? You'd like to. They're thing. there for the people. Mm-hmm. They're there for the will of the people. Why aren't you or anyone else blaming the Democrats for this mess? I understand the Republicans are the majority, mm-hmm. but you've got these ten or so crazy wacko holdouts. Mm-hmm. that are disrupting the whole body. And after you've had 15-plus votes, why aren't some of the Democrats stepping up as adults and representatives and, and, and American representatives, not party, saying, guys, they obviously can't get it together. We've made our point. This is not going anywhere. If we want to get back to our business, and we'll have to at some point start voting on bills again and passing you know, bills, we need to just vote for whoever their majority, uh, you know, their party is voting for. 194 votes of Jordan. Let's go ahead and get to 218. Let's move on with business. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would make the Democrats look better, I would guess. But are they are they that stubborn that they're going to hold up the country's business because they want to watch the Republicans constantly go down in flames? Totally. That's yes. what I don't get. Well, this is this is the thing. The Democrats only have the power to do that because of what McCarthy agreed to. The one vote threshold for removal meant that if any Republican said, I don't like McCarthy, the Democrats essentially had the power to get rid of them. So the truth is the Democrats would rather hold the country hostage and make Republicans look bad because they don't want they don't support any of the Republican legislation. So the one reality here for real Logan is that even if the Republicans operate with the slim majority that they have, the legislation they might be passing in the House isn't getting passed in the Senate anyway. A lot of the things McCarthy was doing was symbolic.
But where the reforms could be made were to the appropriations process and the continuing resolutions, the stuff where Republicans have the power of the purse. But the reality is Republicans having a majority, if they choose a speaker and support the guy, what the Democrats say is irrelevant because they're in the minority. But the Republicans don't play team ball. So it is on them. The Democrats are wielding their power, the limited power that they have, because the Republicans put them in a position to do so. And it's not to say, and I've pointed this out, that it's reckless of the Democrats to plunge us into the type of chaos that they do, okay, because they want this. They don't care if we're in chaos right now because, again, it makes the Republicans look bad. But you're right to say they're not operating with the country's best interest in mind, but neither are the Republicans, okay? They're basically leaving right now because they just want to go home for the weekend. When they confirmed McCarthy, they needed a speaker. Uh, they took 15 votes. They were there till essentially 3 a.m. on a Sunday morning or whatever the hell it was. And then we had a speaker. OK, Th- yeah. this time they were like, I'm not doing that. There's major league okay. playoffs on this college football. So they're gone. All right. I want to jump in here, though. Give it to me. Take it away. You, OK, so they, they stayed and voted over and over and over. But but that's because McCarthy was making deals behind the scenes to, in order to change people's votes. Yep. And to get those votes, that's not happening now. And I think they're getting to the point where they're like, we can't change anybody's mind. This keeps getting worse. It's going in the opposite direction. They can't get behind a speaker. So I don't know what I don't know if they're ever going to be able to elect someone without that person giving up as much as McCarthy did that ended up backfiring on him in the end. So. Well, this is a, this is going to be the challenge. That's what they see. Yeah, it's like why are we going to stay here for another fifteen votes and keep going around and around if we we can't make all the deals that we need to make? No one's willing to give up all of that to be speaker that's, because that's, I know. But at that's the, the end of the day, he's uh-huh. going to get voted out again. Well, but that's the Republicans holding us hostage. That's not the Democrats. If you only need fifteen Republicans, that's a lot easier to get than fifteen Democrats. But they're flat out telling you they won't let this guy be speaker. Like if you saw the viral image today that the media has given Jordan a hard time about. Jordan went into his morning meeting with House Republicans and he had notes written down. He had a note on his hand and the note was, what's the real reason? And he just for everybody he met with today, he was like, what's the real reason you're not voting me for voting for me? It can't just be this petty personal stuff. And it doesn't sound like they've gotten to the core of what that real reason was. So the truth is they all suck right now. Democrats absolutely suck. I'm not giving them a free pass, but the Republicans have a majority, so they have to own the failure. OK, because we wouldn't let the Democrats. Democrats off the hook if they were failing in the majority, you know, and uh, it sucks. But hopefully they emerge on Monday with a candidate they can support. Do not get your hopes up because they're not actually going home to work on it. They're going to watch college football and NFL football. But hopefully on the train ride back, they come up with a better plan than this one. Okay, Logan. I agree. But this is a perfect illustration of what our country is going through. Exactly. Like a divided down the middle. No one can get together for any reason whatsoever or try to work together. And we're going in a really, really bad direction. No, we are. No. And you're you're right to call it out, man. That's why I say when I get on the air every day, I'm obviously Republican. I, I don't like any of the Democratic ideas. But as a voter, as an electorate, we can't just give our party permission to suck because we just hate the other party more. You know what I mean? If one side sucks, the other side, the country sucks. You get it. So feel free to clone yourself. Uh, We'll do it again soon, Logan. Be well. Uh, The great Logan in Chandler, Arizona. Uh, He's not wrong when he says the Democrats could have gotten us out of this mess. But the old adage in politics is never interrupt your opponent when they're in the process of self-destructing. And the truth is the Republicans are self-destructing 
in the public eye. Jordan was ousted on a secret GOP ballot. So he's walking door to door in Washington going, hey, why don't you support me? What's the real reason? What do we need to fix? Okay, and rather than actually giving him a reason and maybe some ground where they could find, you know, common refrain, common cause, and get a speaker over the top. Instead, they were backroom dealing on a secret ballot to throw him out of the nominee position. That's just how white folks will do you. And again, they might not like that, you know, some of the Republicans were pressuring their colleagues to vote for him. They might not like that voters were calling congressional offices and yelling and screaming at them to vote for Jordan. But here's a newsflash, man. Okay, because I can't co-sign any of the bad behavior I've read about because I've read about some shady things. Okay, but here's a newsflash. We send people to Washington, D.C. with a majority in the House of Representatives. We pay their salaries. Okay, we shouldn't be threatening anybody. We shouldn't be doxing anybody's home address. We should never mention someone's kids out loud ever. Okay, but the reality that people are putting pressure on the House to pick a speaker is exactly why we live in a constitutional republic. Okay, often misnamed as a democracy. But the whole point therein is that they work for us, we the people. Are they working for us right now? The answer would be no. Nope. They're going home to watch college football. And it's embarrassing. It's the number one show with humans and animals. Nice beaver. Thank you. I just had it stuffed. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910. Lincoln Fallon closing this thing. Michael is opening it down in Hall River, North Carolina. Michael! Jimmy, my man, happy Friday to you, brother. I'll say it. And you made you, you and the T got all the way to North Carolina, huh? We did. How about that? Nothing was brewed yet. Ooh, are you? (laughs) (laughs) Yet being the key word. I hope hope you are planning to continue your well-deserved, ravenous tour of New England buffets this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm not even kidding. I just got, you know, because when the war's going on, I don't don't have to do as much TV because they don't want me on there making balloon animals and doing card tricks and all the other stuff I do. So... I just I just got bumped. I was supposed to be on the Laura Ingram show later, and they just told me, you know, because of breaking war news, I'm not going to be on. And I forgot to act upset about it because I'm so excited. <laughs> to go. Like, it's like you get to stay home from school and watch The Price is Right. Oh, oh it's my am- gosh, what a great day. It's amazing. <laughs> and I feel bad because I'm supposed to be like, oh, man, that sucks. And I actually like, I accidentally texted back, F, yeah. And that does not look good. <laughs> it does not look good. Oh, you're going to call Emily. Emily, you got to come over. Yeah, believe it. Whatever it takes, brother. Uh, uh, let me tell you. So, yeah, it's a circus in Washington. We can't get a ringmaster. So I nominate you, my man, ringmaster. <laughs> ah! 
this clown show. I would be clown good. show. I would be a good speaker of the house because you just what you really need more than anything is you need somebody who can communicate because the reason speakers don't get through is you know they've got to get the vote. You got to whip the vote. You got to be yep. able to talk people into voting yep. for you. And what Jordan's problem was is he wanted people to vote for him without giving away the store. And that's just not yeah. how this position works. They want giveaways. No. I want no. I, I, I want $10 million from my district so I can build a $1 million water slide. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or a road to go nowhere. Yeah, oh, yeah. Let's see, where have we heard that? <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> hey, real quick. Yep. You keep mentioning the clip from Air Force One, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Biden. Did you notice how Joe's eyes were totally black yes. in that video? Holy cow. It's like they per- forgot to put the contact lenses <laughs> in the Lizard King's eyes. <laughs> oh, it was freaky, man. It was freaky. A, it was a lot to watch. I actually couldn't watch it when they were asking him the questions, because if you really want to freak yourself out, right, and you go back and watch the video, don't look at Biden. Look at his advisors because they're sitting there horrified. It's like (laughs) at at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, when they take the lid off the ark and everybody freaks out and their faces melt, when Biden's advisors saw that he was put in front of live reporters on live TV, (laughs) wow, wow. it's like he's out there without his shock collar on. What are we doing? Who did this? <laughs> oh, man. That was some sick prank is what it was, Michael. Unreal. Oh, buddy. Well, uh, well look, thanks for adding a little levity to this uh, uh, yep. unbelievable situation we're in. But God bless you, buddy. Yeah, my man. I hope you have a great weekend. All right. I hope I get that speakership nominee. I'll let you know. Be well. The great Michael, who, who nominates me to be the next speaker. That's Use your common sense. A lot of tough love out of the control room today. Uh, no, listen, I'd be a great speaker. I'd be fantastic. I'll, to be clear, though, it's not going to be me. Who's it going to be? I have no idea. But Representative Greg Murphy, superstar from the great state of North Carolina, where Michael was just calling from, he joins us next to try to translate what's happening in the House of Representatives into regular English. Uh, and we will have all of that and so much more when we come back on the Big Bad One and Only Fox Across America. <laughs> It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Friday, you live in the greatest country in the world. You got everything you need except a secure border and a speaker of the house. Joining us now is a gentleman who might help us get one of them. Uh, Maybe two. You never know. Uh, This interview can go a lot of places. But he is a superstar representative from the 3rd Congressional District of North Carolina. Representative Greg Murphy returns to the show. Hey, man, how are you? I'm good, buddy. How you doing? Oh, good. It sounds like everybody wanted to go home and watch college football, so we're done with this Jim Jordan thing. Absolutely. Actually, I'm heading with some buds down to the beach, yeah, and uh, we're going to watch some football and just uh, go out and catch a few fish. <laughs> what a country, right? Tough work if you can. Amen. Uh, Amen. So in the, in the immortal words of Axl Rose, who is the lead singer of Guns N' Roses, he once said in the song Sweet Child of Mine, Where Do We Go Now?, uh, in terms of a speaker, where do we go now? It sounds like the be- fishing is what you're telling me. Are you wanting me to sing that, Jimmy? Is no, that no, <laughs> I don't know. I just want to know if there's a plan. Are we asking the fish? Where are we yeah, headed? There is, there is, there is, there is. And Jordan, you know, uh, great competitor, great guy, uh, but three strikes and you're out. And uh, that's what it was. He lost the vote um, mm-hmm. to continue. So we've got about five members. 
Kevin Hearn, who I uh, I've always thought was the first guy up, a good compromise candidate. Uh, Colonel or General Bergman, who's a fantastic uh, Marine. Mike Johnson, a great fellow from uh, Louisiana. We got uh, Moser from I believe it's uh, Pennsylvania, and there's one more, um, and Jody Arrington from the great state of West Texas. Okay. So, uh, or that's what that's the, what they believe anyway. So. You know, we have a pretty deep bench, and we had to clear out some of the nonsense, I think. Mm-hmm. It took us a little bit longer than I thought it would, but we're gonna, we'll are gonna we have a speaker next week, and we're going to actually then get to back to the business of trying to put the country back together again from the left who's trying to destroy it. Imagine that. Uh, we're talking to Representative Greg Murphy. Um, when you say three strikes and you're out, was there anything Jordan did that got him cut off at three as opposed to McCarthy, who got 15? Well, uh, you know, McCarthy— was making progress mm-hmm. and uh, Jim was going just in the opposite direction. Okay. And, um, you know, and, uh, you know, if he was making progress, I'm happy to, you know, continue voting for somebody who's making progress. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was not. And in fact, he was losing votes. And sadly enough, some of the uh, shenanigans that occurred to some of the members who were not going to vote for Jordan, mm-hmm. you know, Andrew or Drew uh, Ferguson yeah. down in uh, Georgia is just absolutely unbelievable. The death threats he got, his family. Yeah, um, this is nonsense, and uh, these people just need to stop that absolute idiocy. Well, and so, um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, uh, Jim, great job, but you know, once you have that and you're you're moving in the wrong direction, it is time uh, it, uh, we go in a different way. Especially, you know, when I do surgery, and uh-huh. if I'm uh, if I'm losing blood in one part of the belly, I pack it off and move to another one so you don't keep on trying where you're losing. So. All right. Fair. And it is Friday. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nobody nobody wanted to destroy the weekend if the guy was going backwards. Is that what you're essentially – because that makes sense. I get well, it. You know, I would have stayed there forever. I mean, it didn't matter if we were making some headway towards mm-hmm. the speaker. But, yeah. you know, again, it's, right. it, if fair. the votes aren't there, the yeah. votes aren't there. No, so fair. Uh, we need to move in the direction to get a speaker and, again, attack the real enemy. Well, you know what I think, which is fascinating – I think in a different news cycle, you might catch a lot more help for this as a party than you will, because uh, to your credit, yep. your party is not supporting Hamas. So you got that going for you. Right. You know, right. and, you know, I've been asked by several of the liberal liberal news stations. Mm-hmm. Don't you think this is chaos? What do you think it'll be next November? I said, well, really, what matters to people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a distraction. What matters to people is the wide open border, the prices of food and gas. They can't com- they can't. Uh, pay for and all the other insanities that are going on now yeah this will be a distraction in the news cycle for a little while the libs will try to keep keep it alive forever as long as they can um but uh but the real real problems with the country aren't going to go away just because of this distraction no man uh we're talking representative greg murphy uh so we the the prediction here is couple names get bandied about over the weekend we get back together next week and you you are predicting to the american people we're wrapping up next week with a speaker is that what i'm taking back to the voters i really do the five people you know uh, I think a couple, two or three are really reaches. Mm-hmm. I think it'll come down to two. And then those two, I, th- these are all good folks, would oh. basically say, you know, if I don't win, I'm going to support the other guy. And I, all those five, five guys, I think, would say that. Okay. And so um, we did... just need to move on. I mean, this the, the eight that caused this chaos, mm-hmm. um, I don't think had any idea of what they were doing. And so no. – um, 
you know, I asked Miss Mace if she might apologize, but uh, she ain't going anywhere. And so nope. um, it's just, you know, y- you have to actually govern. We have a duty to govern, not yep. create chaos. And so um, for those that just want chaos, I- I'm not sure what to say to them. They, they, we have a duty to govern. So Fair. Uh, all fair. And I think the voters listening would agree with that. Uh, was there any legitimacy? I know some of those eight defectors. Uh, claimed they were willing to get censored or pulled off committees if it meant getting Jordan over the top. Uh, was that? Did you take that as a serious offer, or did that read like they thought if Jordan got in, they'd get put back on the committees anyway? I mean, what what did you read that as, or did you even take it seriously? I, I, I didn't hear that, Jimmy. Okay. And, um, I just saw that Gates you know, tweeted it. That's and right. Jordan said he wasn't making any deals. Okay, I'm not. Yeah. Um, and so uh, enough of that nonsense. Fair. So. All good. Listen, it's Friday. Yeah. There's a fishing pole. There's a beer. Uh, go live your best life, man, down in North Carolina. Yeah, often we get a break. And I mean, I'm, this may be fantasy thinking I get a little time away because, yep. uh, you know, I still have 370 emails to, to finish <laughs> up. But it's all good. We yep. just all needed a break from each other. Yep. And we needed a break from Washington. And uh, we'll be back at work. Um, the work does never. The work as a member doesn't ever stop. It's twenty four seven. But you know that's great. Yep. We love our people we represent. Yep, good stuff, my man. I uh, appreciate some time today. I know it was pretty chaotic, uh, but enjoy the weekend. We'll do it again soon. Yeah, buddy. My man, there he goes, yep. Representative Greg Murphy, uh, heading back to North Carolina. Everybody's going back to their uh, districts. Uh, he is confident that they will emerge with a speaker early next week. I will say this to Greg Murphy: I admire your honesty. I opened the interview with a joke. I opened the interview. We're all laughing. I go, well, Jordan's on the third vote, but you know what? You guys want to go watch college football and have a beer. And he goes, Jimmy, me and a couple of my buds are heading fishing, and then we're going to go watch some football this weekend. I admire your honesty. And then he wrapped the interview by going, you know, the work never ends when you're a congressman. (laughs) Woo! My goodness! I mean, again, I do. I admire the honesty, but he's flat out telling you. Okay, no, we're done. We're not. We're not working. Three strikes and you're out. That's the policy. McCarthy got 15 strikes. Jordan got three. Now, again, there were shenanigans. It sounds like people were pressured. Not cool. And he was losing support. Fair. But the reality was they did this once for McCarthy, and it did go into basically Sunday morning and destroy a weekend, and that wasn't during football season. Okay, never underestimate the power of football season. These guys want to watch football. Okay, they want to drink beer. Okay, they want to go fishing. They want to hang out with their families. And then there's a small percentage of them. Not guys like Murphy, but there's a small percentage of them that just want to go hang out with their side chicks. Hubba, hubba. Okay, these are Congress. These are the filthiest people in the world. Okay, like Murphy's a doctor. He has some standing in the community. But most of what's in Congress is... Okay, not that I'm giving Murphy a free pass for flat out telling the American people, you know, the, 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 going, the going take right now is that Washington doesn't want to work... They were sent there with a majority, appoint a speaker, do the people's business. I'm like, McCarthy, you know, at the end of the day, you don't want to sit around and spend all weekend voting. He's like, exactly. (laughs) So away we go. Gone fishing on a Friday. We have no speaker of the House. He says we're going to have one next week. I don't know how because every representative that was on my show last week said we were going to have a speaker of the House this week. (laughs) 
everybody who was on my show the week before when they nuked McCarthy said we were going to have a Speaker of the House last week. Do you under, you're noticing a pattern here? Okay, I would not bet definitively that we're going to have a Speaker of the House next week because if they can't throw all their support behind Scalise, they can't support their support behind Jordan, can't throw their support behind McCarthy, what makes the next nominee in a fractured party any different? I think he's got a point. Yeah, and the point is, okay, we are being run by circus people, circus people on the left and some circus people on the right, straight up, okay? If there was an war going on, if the liberals in the you know far left wing of the Democratic Party weren't actually sticking up for Hamas, okay, the Republicans would be losing a generation worth of elections right now, a generation, okay, because the level of shocking incompetence in Washington right now by this collective party. You can tell me it's just some of them, and you know the Democrats are also not voting, and they're making the Republicans do this. Absolutely. But the Republicans were sent to Washington with a majority, and they're not even in play, okay? Do you know where the Republicans have a majority right now? On the beach, where they're fishing with McCarthy. That's where the Republicans are exercising their majority this weekend, at Buffalo Wild Wings and Hooters. Oh, yes, I've read about that in the Bible. No, no, we got a majority. The work never ends. It's not easy to order a round of shots for a group of guys. You ever tried... Baiting a fish hook on one end and sending an email on the other while holding a bottled beer with your teeth. All right, I'm unplugging. Politics is over. Lincoln Fayla joins us next on Fox Across America. Don't go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fayla. We'll be right back. Oh, girl. The music is on. That can only mean one thing. It is a Friday on Fox Across America. It is time to preview some high school football. And I got to be honest, the Fayla boys riding high. Coming off a 2-0 weekend. I got a big win out at the Paramount last Friday. And, of course, the Rams shutting down Glen Cove at such a nice facility. Joining us now to tell us all about it, the captain, number 64, Lincoln Fail in the house. Hey, man. What's up? So what was up with that Glen Cove field really quickly? Dude, there, there were holes in the field. There was actually a decapitated rabbit head. I'm not kidding. <laughs> there was a decapitated rabbit head, but it was like... There was no meat in it. It was just the skin of it. Was that like a pregame ritual? No, I don't. I don't know. We just saw it. Oh my goodness, God! We, I don't know if they were trying to scare you off, but it did not work, Lincoln. I don't Fela. think Paul Grassini got a picture of that. <laughs> our, our team photographer Paul Grassini is responsible for all the fine photos you see of Lincoln on Facebook when he's doing the T.J. Watt dance. And I'll just come right out and say it. Okay, Lincoln got a big sack last week. Not just because it stopped a drive, but because we had bet uh, that if he got a sack in a game, he could get an X-rated T-shirt that he wanted, correct? Yeah. Josh, do you have the dump button ready? Get the dump button ready. Link, what does the T-shirt say? October. <laughs> so it is. Uh, it rhymes with October. Uh, it is not repeatable out loud on a family program such as this. But when Lincoln made the bet with Jenny and I, I said, you have to honor this bet. He might not necessarily be allowed to wear it to class, but this is motivation. And Lincoln got the sack. And what did you get up and scream as you ran back to the sideline? October. <laughs> and Paul Grassini, the, the team photographer, texted me right away. He goes, Lincoln just got a sack and screamed, happy October. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the kind of class operation we're running over here at the Clark Rams. So who do you guys have this weekend? Uh, J Belmore JFK. Oh, South Shore. Strong. So those parents will be drunk at the game. 
Because we talk about what you're getting into. We never talk about what I'm getting into. You know what I mean? Because I show up to these games. I'm a pretty vocal supporter, like reasonable. I'm not fighting. I'm not, you know, jumping the ref in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. But I, how do you feel about me taking selfies with parents from the other team? I don't care. Oh, okay. I didn't, some of them, uh, I will tell you this. Um, you guys were on the road. Uh, you guys won. And I was walking to the parking lot. And I was like, I love you on Fox. I want to take a selfie. And I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah, great. We took a selfie. But after the Wontor game, I didn't take selfies. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we watch you on Fox. I was like, good for you. <laughs> Turn to CNN. We don't need you here. Now we, you know, we run a tough racket. Uh, Lincoln Fela is in studio. It is a big Friday. So Clark has the the Belmore JFK. I don't even know what they're called. What are they called? I don't know. They don't. They might even. They don't. I, I don't. I'm trying to think. Belmore JFK. We played them. I don't know if they were like the Rockets or the something like that. I mean, their parents were the drunks, but I don't think that was the team mascot. But it was a good hang. They were always a good hang. Really quickly, uh, how did the Rams look in practice this good. week? They look good. Did you guys watch any film of them? No. Did you guys condition? Yeah. Like it's later in the season, so kids are a little worn out, no? We conditioned a little. You feel okay? Is yeah. there a pasta party tonight? No, because of the rain. Oh, get out, because they don't want all of you animals in one house. Yeah. <laughs> so Lincoln's team has a pasta party every Friday night. We've hosted one of them. But essentially the person who hosts outside. Yeah, the person who hosts the party is just letting kids eat spaghetti in their yard because you don't want any of these and derelicts. Throw up spaghetti in Yeah, the they throw up spaghetti in the yard. They're sending God knows what in their Snapchats. You don't want it happening in your house, is the point I'm trying to make. But we head into Belmore JFK. We need a prediction for the fans. What is it? Forty eight seven. You oh, guys? Yeah. You're feeling good about the offense, mm-hmm. but is it going to be dry or is it going to be another rainy day? Because you're a rain team now. I don't know. You guys, since week one, it has rained at every game he played. You guys have become like the all-weather terrain tire. So uh, I think the rain helps you. I think 48-7 is a big score. That means you get, you're only playing a half of football because mm-hmm. that's what you guys have been doing. You guys have been coming out at the half. Last week you stayed in for about three quarters, right? Yeah. Which is a good thing because you wouldn't have gotten the T-shirt. Yeah. Holy hell, Lincoln Failer, that matters. And uh, throw one more thing at me. Your Steelers, what are they going to do? They're coming off a bye. Playing the Rams in Los Angeles. Ooh. The Steeler way is to beat them, to beat to beat a good a team with a good offense, but mm-hmm. they're only going to win, like, I say 19-10. You see Kenny Pickett has another one of his low-scoring 140-yard passing days. Yeah, and then the defense gets a touchdown and a safety. But this is at, all right, fair. But this is, so you bet Lincoln likes the Steelers and the under then. And this is at SoFi Stadium where I beat you in a 100-yard dash? No, you didn't. (laughs) Lincoln and I went for a tour of SoFi Stadium. He contends that when we had our 100-yard dash on the field at the end of the tour, he beat me. I don't know that you did, but I do know. Okay, I don't want to argue this. We don't have a lot of time. you got to get back to class. Did we not have the greatest tour guide ever? Yeah. So we'll tell the story really quick. We'll let everybody go. So Lincoln and I got the SoFi Stadium. We missed our tour because we were going on the way to the airport. So we had to leave and fly back to New York. So as we got there and we said, hey, we have tickets, but the tour started without us, a gentleman volunteered to give us a tour, a private tour, correct? Mm -hmm. But he thought we were like rich or something and tried to shake us down for more money by showing us things he shouldn't show us. Except the joke of it was what? He was showing us things he could absolutely show us, right? So I'll give an example. He would be like, all right, all right, yo, I'm going to take you somewhere. But, yo, you cannot post this on Instagram. No photo. I'm going to show you. You got to move fast, though. And you cannot post this online. And then what would it be, Lincoln? Popcorn stand. (laughs) He would be like, yo, 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 put your phone down. 
I'm going to show you something right here. This is the hot dog stand. And we were like, but he would build it up. One, and, one time Matt Stafford took a picture beside it for, <laughs> for a photo shoot. But the first time he did it, like we were like, wow, where are we going? You know what I mean? Are we, we're going to drive Aaron Donald's Ferrari? Like, this is amazing. And then once we realized he was doing it everywhere, like, this is the water fountain. We were like, oh, stop. We just stop it. But it was great. And then we still went onto the field and I kicked Lincoln's ass in a race. Uh, last order of business. Emily Campagno, I haven't discussed this with you, says she sat between you and mommy at the mm-hmm. taping of my stand-up special. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> did she, whose side did she take when I made fun of mommy? Or did she just laugh? I think she just laughed. All right, because I don't need her encouraging your yeah. mom. Because your mom gets, you know what I mean? We got to mm-hmm. defund the joke police. Mm-hmm. And we got to take that money. And we got to bet the clock, Rams, 48 to 7. That's what you're telling me? Yep. Happy Friday. Go get them, Rams. The show is over. Pay up. Get out. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a Jimmy Fail. You're a loser. Get him out of here. Get him out. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.